That's triple E C S. It stands for Electronics, Electrical Engineering and Computer Science. My name is TJ Cosgrove. I'm the Technology and Innovation Officer for the School of Electronics, Electrical Engineering and Computer Science at Queen's University Belfast. Our passionate staff and incredible students are at the forefront of 21st century technology, working in areas like artificial intelligence, data analytics, virtual reality, robotics, cybersecurity, smart grids, and cloud edge computing. But what do these technologies actually do? How do they work? And what do they mean for our future? We break down the complex topics and explain the big ideas with our experts, researchers, staff, and students. This is the Triple ECS podcast. So today I have Russell Keane on the podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to come and speak to me. Not a problem, TJ. Russell, can you tell me a little bit about your background and what you teach? Well, TJ, I'm uh, one of the academics in uh, computer science in the School of Electronics, Electrical Engineering and Computer Science. And uh, so I've, I've covered a number of different subjects um, over the years, uh, from networking and, and comms to multimedia. Uh, currently, I have a project, or I, my courses are around uh, professional practice and computing, mm-hmm. and also um, UX, so user experience, uh, and looking at the, the challenges that there are with that. Yeah. And and computing is such this huge area, and it encompasses everything from sort of artificial intelligence to virtual reality. But in your experience, what kind of student comes to study computing in all its various forms? That's a vast range. Yeah. I mean, and that's what's wonderful, because that's the thing about technology. It's actually bringing so many people with different backgrounds together. Probably, I mean, whenever you take it down to its essence, uh, computing is very much about problem solving yeah. and uh, trying to find new solutions. Um, it's not always about inventing something new, mm-hmm. um, although people do invent new things, but it can be about innovation as well. And innovation, that may sound kind of, whoa, you know, where does that come from? But, you know, you could be sitting down and you could be playing a, a computer game and thinking it'd be great if the next level did this. Yeah. Um, or else you're using an application. Uh, maybe you're booking something on a system and you're starting to think, you know, it'd be excellent if I could do this with this booking. Well, that's where the innovation comes in. You can actually do something about that and you can actually build that that solution. And that's for some you know, startups have come from. It's people identifying as they've been using something or doing something, identified, actually, it'd be great if it had this feature. Well, then you have the opportunity to go in and build that that feature. So it is about problem solving, but it's mm-hmm. also about being creative. Yeah. And that is the, the thing, those ideas and how do you then put those into yeah. a solution? Um, and that's where the whole creative side, uh, and we can see that with some of the applications that have come out there. And it also is about, you know, what makes what you've created stand out? How does it benefit humanity? And that, that's a, a thing that's really important um, in terms of the systems. You know, what is the, the benefit to uh, humanity in terms of building this, this solution? Is it going to improve their lives? Is it going to assist them better? And those are the things that really computing. So computing is has so many different ranges of uh, opportunities for people. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the interesting things you see with a lot of companies that disrupt typically. This is the Uber of 
kitchens. You know, you, you, it's that kind of conflation of two ideas. And that's where the innovation you're talking about, I guess, comes from with the, well, I want to be able to do this like I do something else. How does that, that work? That's it. I mean, that's the thing, TJ, that really what we can see in terms of technology, um, it has been disruptive. So mm. Uber, let's say, is has been disruptive in terms of taxi services. Yeah. Um, if we look at something like Netflix, Netflix was fairly disruptive in terms of the way that we ended up viewing movies. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you looked at that in history, uh, Blockbuster was the big source of uh, internationally for going and getting videos. And then Netflix came on the scene, but Netflix ended up, they had a different business model. And back then it was, you were able to order a, a, a DVD and it was sent and to post. you and you got it and then you returned it to them. And some companies can look at that and may think, yeah, well, that's not going to do any harm to our business. But in fact, Netflix kept innovating and they looked at new approaches and then they started the streaming service. And it's the other businesses that, that were already well established, not adjusting. Yeah. And then ended up going, actually, yeah, let's look at this. You know, so Blockbuster, where's Blockbuster now? And yet look at where Netflix is now. Uh, yeah. And in fact, we've, it's interesting what's happening in terms of that. You know, we're, we have looked at technology being disruptive in terms of uh, what businesses have been out there before. But now what's happening is technology is being disruptive about technology that has been in the past. It's starting to then change even what has been established as the, the new norm yeah. in terms of technology. So that, that's what, it's constantly evolving. Yeah, as it should be. Definitely. And so the School of Triple ECS, it combines uh, both electronics and electrical engineering, Triple E, uh, with computer science, CS. Um, obviously, electrical engineering and electronics is a bit older. It came first, and a lot of that enabled computing as we know it. How do you see those two subjects sort of coexisting now in the 21st century? Because they're quite entangled. They are. I mean, that's it, that communication um, and how all of this is coming together. And really, your mobile phone is the perfect example mm -hmm. where we end up that the electronics that allow us to have that communication uh, and so that's really where our electronics electrical engineering are coming together building those devices and and that also includes in terms of the uh, the electrical side you know the battery how long is that battery going to last because yeah. those demands that we now have on it but it has evolved from being that device that was purely for calling someone, speaking to them, um, sending a text message. And now we have moved into that that device in your pocket is a really powerful computer. We rely on it so heavily and that we're using it. It's gone beyond just communication, voice communication. Mm -hmm. It's now gone beyond that simple text message where we're exchanging images, we're uh, exchanging videos. And during the, the whole COVID time, you know, they have been such a source for being able to speak to relatives, to friends uh, who are, you know, remote, who are not able to, to travel. Those devices really have now shown how the technologies have merged. And so the applications that are being built on those devices, the way that we have ended up uh, seeing the systems, let's say Zoom. Zoom was such a, was not really well known before COVID. Yeah. But now it is almost, you know, it has now become like a term in our language. People, it's like Velcro. You know, that's 
that's it. You know, it is just out there and people are, yeah. you know, just will make a reference to it. And that is really where we're starting to see that idea of being able to build a, the device and then have the applications that are running on it. And as those two together, the applications on their own can't do much. The device on its own cannot do much without so that's really where you know kind of the electronics the electrical engineering and the computer science merging together working together to be able to deliver these services to people and mm -hmm. you know kind of if we look at uh, the case of let's say apple where apple have very much you know worked on developing uh, their their iphones uh, they know what the components are and then they're able to build applications that really utilize those components to their full extent. Yeah, they're doing everything from silicon to applications. That's it, right across the, the board. And that that and that's really an example of how we can see those technologies that they rely so heavily on each other to deliver mm -hmm. those services. Absolutely. And so in terms of computing, what, what computing courses do we have at Queen's within the school? Right. Well, we've got a number that uh, we have in the, the school. I mean, we started off uh, computer science was mm -hmm. the, the subject. And I mean, we've got two flavors off that. We have got the, the Bachelor of Science and we have the, the MNs, the Masters of Engineering and Computer Science. And really with that, that is very much the, the kind of the, the theory and method of computer. I mean, it's the science of yeah. the, the subject. And with that, it's the, the backbone, getting an understanding of you know the the whole components and you know why uh, these systems uh, operate uh, and whether that is our uh, our databases or whether that is our network structures um all of that and uh, let's say with ai all of those components uh, coming together uh then we have our software engineering and again we have it in a bachelor of engineering and a masters of engineering um flavors and within software engineering, we have to build, think about how do we build those solutions? And to kind of compare computer science and software engineering, I like to think of computer science as the kind of the, the inventors. Mm -hmm. uh, so if we think of, let's say, cybersecurity, uh, we have algorithms for how our, we apply our cybersecurity. Computer scientists, are kind of the, the people that are going to develop those new algorithms, are going to come up with the, the new algorithms, how they're improving those. The software engineer is going to be the person who is actually going to apply those algorithms. Mm -hmm. So they need to know what the problem is that the client has, and then they need to look at, right, what are the, the potential algorithms that are out there and which is the most applicable based on the client's problem to deliver that solution. Mm -hmm. uh, we then have our uh, computing and information technology. It's a, a Bachelor of Science. And again, with systems, when we have, let's say a company, they've got a few thousand employees working for them. Those employees need access to technology. They have to be able to log into systems. Uh, they have certain levels of access. There's certain information that they should get access to. Mm -hmm. So we need people that are going to be system administrators. And that's something, one of the roles that our computing information technology uh, course will look at. How we end up being able to allow people to 
to uh, create scripts that allow us to set up levels of access um, to look at the way that we end up bringing new employees onto the system or how mm -hmm. we end up taking others um, out of the, the system. So we need people that have those roles. Now they still need to be able to be our people that can program because you're not going to end up entering data for each employee. If you've got a few thousand employees, you'll want to be able to script that and get a script to run to be able to do that, build agents to assist you with that, whether that is to uh, archive information or retrieve information from archives. So we need to have people for that. And that's kind of a flavor of what our uh, computing information technology has that potential to, to allow people to explore that area. Mm -hmm. We have another course and that's our business information technology. It's a bachelor of science. Slightly different to the other three because this is a course actually that we share with the management school at Queen's. And so someone on this course, they will spend uh, half their modules will be with us in Triple ECS and the other half of the modules will be in the management school. And so people within this choosing uh, this pathway are starting to, to kind of think of, right, I need to have a business understanding, but I need to know what the technology is that's behind it. Yeah. Uh, so potentially someone going down this route uh, may be thinking of going into kind of a project management role uh, where they have to deal with clients. Clients have this need. Someone in the business information technology or BIT as we like to call it, they would end up being able to have an understanding of what that business need is, what the business requirements are, and then they can go and they can start to explore solutions with uh, people, let's say the software engineers or the, the computer scientists or the computing information technologists. And therefore, they are able to understand what people in the, the whole technical side are saying, and they're able to go back and they're able to communicate that back to the business and put it back into a business context. So there's a vast range of different roles that can be created as a career from yeah. the, the courses that we have within the school. Brilliant. It's, it's such a wide spectrum of, of abilities and interests and focuses and also you know, careers at the other end of it. That's it. I mean, there's so many different opportunities. Uh, and I should say we also have a master's of software and software development. This may be of interest to, to people that are kind of already out uh, working within a company, um, have followed a particular career pathway and maybe want to change that career pathway or want to start looking at looking at using technology within the, the career pathway that mm -hmm. they've pursued. And so this is an opportunity for them. And it's that course, the, the Masters in uh, Software Development, MSc in Software Development, allows people to, to come in. Uh, it's done as a, a one-year uh, full-time or a three-year part-time. So some people that are working don't have the opportunity to take a year out of work, that they can still take part in that. Um, and again, it leads into those careers. Uh, and that is the, the thing. There are so many different opportunities and so many options for career pathways. Yeah. And so speaking of opportunities, what are employers looking for from computing graduates? Well, there's a few things really to, to think about in this area. Well, first of all, they need to get solutions to those problems that, that they yeah. have. And and that, that's something in terms of a, a student uh, that's graduating. 
going out into a company and being able to provide that. Uh, so they've, they've developed skills that uh, were through the course because they've ended up learning how to, to code. Uh, mm -hmm. They've learned different techniques. They may have ended up learning about networks. They may end up having uh, looked about uh, databases. Um, so there's a range of different things that they have and those skills that they're able to bring to that. The other thing is really to think about the, the extracurricular activities that they may have been engaged in. And something within the school, there's so many different activities that are run within the, the school. There's guest talks. Uh, companies coming in and, and speaking about the, the use of their technology. Uh, there are projects that may have been set by companies and so finally our students may have selected those projects. Uh, there's also then uh, things such as hackathons and, and just with a hackathon, people are wondering you know, what's that about? It's where we're trying to find a solution, uh, a prototype, to a, a problem in a short period of time. So usually we do those, it's uh, 24, 48 hours, maybe over a weekend that mm -hmm. we run those. But those extracurricular activities, uh, Queen's Computing Society, they run a number of activities and uh, challenges. And it's actually getting engaged with those. So applying your, your knowledge, applying your understanding um, of the material and being able to then bring that that forward. And the great thing about those, the, the fact that you're communicating and speaking to other people about it, and also what your own personal interests are. I mean, that's going to be important in terms of solutions. I mentioned the, the MSc in software development. And so people that are going into that may end up that they took a different career path, but mm -hmm. they have skills that they are now bringing to a solution. And so it's not just the, the computing skills, but the other skills that they have from their, their own personal interest. That's really important to an employer. Communication, that's a, another key one, because when you're working within a company, you're going to have to work within a team. It's not about sitting yeah. in your own little space uh, and working away in that space, but instead it is working with a team. And that team can end up being uh, your own colleagues, that are trying to find a, a solution, but it could also be that part of that team is part of the client's team uh, because you're working closely with them to find that, that solution, particularly if you're taking agile approach uh, to the, the solution and you may be having uh, scrum meetings, uh, you know, each day it could be a stand up, um, you're heading for, for different goals that you're trying to achieve. So you need to communicate with that, that mm -hmm. team. What I mentioned whenever I was talking about the business information technology course, you need to be able to explain that tech solution to clients and those clients do not have technical knowledge. Yeah. So you have to be able to find ways of putting it into terms that they're going to understand the benefits of that solution. You have to present your ideas. So that can be to your team. So maybe you're, you're standing up and going, right, this is actually, this is an idea that I have for a solution. Or it could be that you're explaining that idea of what your team have come up with to the larger company yeah. or to the client's company. Because if you're going to introduce that system to the, the client, then their company may want to hear about, right, what are your ideas? And in fact, doing that, being able to share that those ideas and in terms that they can understand that they may raise questions that actually can generate really good ideas in terms of the development of that solution. And then being able to create teams and to collaborate 
with your group to be able to find who are the people that have the, the knowledge that are going to be able to participate in f being able to find a solution to a mm -hmm. problem. That is very, very important. That leads us into kind of that whole idea of networking. And therefore, that's the, the sharing of knowledge. Now, that can be that you're participating within the, the company and you're sharing your knowledge with your, your colleagues and your colleagues recognize that you have a particular skill set, you have knowledge that they can go and discuss that with you, whether that's on the project you're working on or whether that is a project they're working on, but they know you have experience in that field. And also that you're prepared to learn from them as well, that you are aware of who it is that you're, you're working with and what skills that they have, that you're able to go and speak to them. And it's that idea of it's not about reinventing the wheel, it's being aware of what's already there who can you communicate with and to be able to discuss your ideas with them? Mm -hmm. So that's very, very important in terms of, you know, what the companies are expecting the graduates to do. The other thing, of course, is managing time because projects need to be delivered. Yeah. And those projects have to be delivered within a certain time. Uh, so thinking about the kind of the daily deliverables, the weekly, the monthly, deliverables. What are the milestones? And the milestones are really are setting your own milestones, being self-motivated, self-directed in setting a milestone that, yeah, I'm going to achieve this by the end of today, or I'm going to achieve this by next week. And then the deliverables where the client is looking for, right, we would like to see the, the first part of this system rolled out in two months time. And it's being able to be managing time around that to be able to deliver that. And so some of those skills are picked up within the courses, but some of those skills are skills that, that you build up and those kind of extracurricular activities that I mentioned, that's where some of that can be picked up as well. Mm -hmm. So it's bringing all of that together and being able to highlight that to uh, employers, uh, particularly even when doing the, the interviews. It's that important sort of holistic view of the things you've done during your degree, it's not just what you've learned and what you've done, it's how you've engaged with other people and what that brings to you as a candidate. That's it. You know, it's because there's going to be a lot of people going for jobs who have studied these modules, mm -hmm. but it's what are those extra? What is your passion for the subject? You know, yeah. what are you, what really enthuses you to to have an interest in this this area? And so being able to bring that and show that. And some with the companies and during interviews, being able to explain how you're solving a problem. So if they give you a problem to, to solve during the interview, it's actually being able to discuss that with them rather than just coming up with here's the solution, explain the pathway to that solution. Mm -hmm. And in case of, let's say that the solution is incorrect, but if you have explained your thought process on the journey to there, and maybe you just slipped up along the way, at least you're showing your thought, what you're you're thinking yeah, about it. Show you're working. That that's it, and that idea of the communication part that that's going to be important with that. But that idea of also listening to what they may be saying, because they may end up asking for, hey, what about if you did it this way? And being able to take that on board, and you'll kind of think about, oh yeah, that that's an alternative approach to it. Yeah. So those are all very very important in terms of you know the the employers and what they're they're looking for. for Mm -hmm. from the, the students. Fantastic. And so, you know, you've spoken a little bit about innovation and how the, the subject is changing and it's, it is, you know, 
computing and uh, the, the sort of areas behind it are disrupting and changing the way we we do things. Where do you see the future of computing? Where's the future of the subject? Whoa, that's quite a deep one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I could be rich from this one. <laughs> um, well, there are so many challenges that face us within yeah. this whole field of computing and it is evolving and that, that's what's fantastic about this area because it is constantly evolving it's not just something that you put down and go right that's it that's now noted down and that's that's the way it's going to be forever instead computing just changes all of the time new ideas coming up mm -hmm. it's that whole idea of the the innovation um and with that i mean ai is having such a big impact Absolutely. the whole idea of artificial intelligence and not just within companies, but within our own personal lives and how systems interact with us. Um, so it can very well be that, you know, kind of the, the way that solutions are found for us uh, can be directed by a system that's looking at patterns. And from those patterns, it's been able to suggest things that are going to benefit us. Um, autonomous travel. And I say autonomous travel rather than just, you know, kind of autonomous driving. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, in terms of motoring, we can see the way that that is starting to evolve. And ultimately, cars and uh, car manufacturers want to go to what they refer to as level five, which is full autonomy. And full autonomy is really where we're looking at you will get into a pod. There will not be a steering wheel. There will not be any controls. And the vehicle is going to take you to your destination. We're not there yet. Um, we still have that there are the controls that are there uh, for legal reasons, but that but that is the potential and uh, we can see how it has evolved. Mm -hmm. uh, now I say autonomous travel because this summer Airbus uh, with their A350 uh, 1000 aircraft ended up that they ended up taxiing out to the runway. They took off, uh, they flew and they landed and texting back uh, from the runway and that was done autonomously. There was a flight crew, but it was the aircraft that did everything. Wow. So it's it was not just uh, the fact of having the uh, kind of flight that we know that the autopilot coming into play during our flight, but instead this was actually the takeoff and the landing, the taxing all been done autonomously so we can see how things are going to start moving along uh, blockchain that whole technology that has still been explored uh, there's a lot of ideas that are still revolving around that and how we end up working within that environment and kind of uh, our cyber currencies um, and but there's so many things that really that it can do um, and that the way that it's been explored. So there's so many options still within it. Mm -hmm. Computer fusion, there's been a lot discussed about it, uh, particularly over the last couple of years um, because of some uses of, let's say, facial recognition. Um, and this is actually something that we need to think of in terms of cyber ethics. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing really happening there is that it's trying to keep up with this technology. And it's really governments keeping up with this technology and putting legislation in place to protect their citizens, you know, in terms of how some of the technology is being used. Uh, but computer vision, 
whether it is de detecting uh, people, but we see the the uses that the, there's so many potential really great uses there with it. Uh, but there are things that have to be still explored and discussed around that. And that can be to do with back to the AI part of it in terms of you know what data did it learn from? Uh, and uh, that's a, that's a whole discussion on its own. I mean, we could sit down yeah. and have a full discussion on that one. Uh, it brings in the whole idea of cybersecurity as well. And, you know, we constantly have to evolve our our protection of our systems and our users um, our smart environments, our smart homes, our own personal devices that it's not just in our homes, but actually that we start our wearing and the information that we're getting mm. from that and what we're able to share and how that can improve our lives and how we engage with it. Um, and this idea of extended reality, extended reality is just like a, a word that covers um, our mixed reality, our virtual reality, our augmented reality. And we see how that is starting to, to move forward and the way we're going to start using that more and more. And we that is, you know, it's already appearing there. Uh, people may experience it through gaming, but there are so many other areas that companies are using this technology. Uh, and using it, whether it is, let's say, within the, the medical field and uh, the information in to use it within surgery uh, and sharing and getting communication with colleagues that are remote um, to how we end up laying out our factories and we end up we're putting in, let's say, a new system into the, the factory that we can create it within this augmented world, this mixed reality world, and we can see, will that component fit in? What are going to be the challenges before we start purchasing it and trying to see, actually, it won't come into the, the building or it's too big for the building. Those are things that we can now try out. Uh, so there's a lot of options there and, and even how we do training that we can create an environment that we can safely see how would someone evacuate a building? How would they react in that particular scenario with our, actually without putting them into danger. So yeah. there's a lot that we can see happening within that uh, world as well. So there's uh, so many things that are happening and there's a lot of things that we still don't know about that are yeah. being tried out at the moment, you know, in different research areas, uh, companies that are exploring new ideas. And in fact, we may not hear about those for seven years or more because that's how long some of these processes take in order to, to come up with new ideas. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the sort of prevailing things you talked about today is that it's such a breadth of information, not only in what you can do, but what's happening. And it's such a wide subject that, that impacts basically every facet of, of life. You know, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, computing is enabling it, computing is part of it. And so there's so many different opportunities and so many different options for you to choose from. That's definitely it. I mean, we, we look at uh, companies and we will see devices, you know, whatever their background is, they are using computing to find their solutions and to help yeah. them deliver their services uh, to clients, even not be tech themselves, but they rely so heavily on technology to deliver Absolutely. those solutions. So what would you say to someone who's maybe thinking about studying a computing subject? What would you say to them? I would say, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Easy answer. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, I mean, if you are really, if you enjoy solving problems um if you in, in if you're creative if you like coming up with finding ways to do something differently um if you are in computing gaming let's say and you're 
playing those and you're thinking about, yeah, I'd really like to do it this way. If you're using technology and again, you're coming up with those ideas of, yeah, it'd be great if it did this, then why not do something about it? Yeah. Why not go and start thinking about studying computing and you making a difference, uh, you delivering those services. So rather than just being a user of the services and taking someone other's app or someone's uh, application and just using it, why not actually build your own? Why not contribute to how the future is going to evolve? Uh, because you can make a big difference and we need people from all different backgrounds to do that. You know, yeah. your ideas could be something that is going to change uh, the way people live completely differently. Uh, and that is the impact that it has. You know, it's it cannot be underestimated the impact technology does have. Absolutely. I think that's that's one of the most exciting things for me about working in this area is the, the, the potential impact and the, the change that it can affect if you get it right. That's it. And it's constantly about learning. I mean, that's it's not one of those areas where you just kind of go, yeah, I know it all because it's not that's not the case. Yeah, it is constantly changing. And that that's the great thing about, you know, kind of I mentioned earlier about the whole networking side of things. It is networking with others, finding out what they're doing and, you know, being able to see the potential and discuss that potential and have a and being able to have a contribution to mm -hmm. how that is going to, to be delivered. Uh, that's what's really exciting about this subject. It is really something that every day is different. Absolutely. Listen, thank you so very much for your time. It's a fascinating conversation. I, I feel we could probably go on for another hour or so, but we'll uh, we'll cut this one short here. Okay, TJ, great having the opportunity to chat with you. Thank you so much. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Triple ECS podcast. You can find us on our website, www.qub.ac.uk forward slash schools forward slash EEECS. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at QUBEEECS. Triple ECS, inventing tomorrow, today.